What's going on? It is June 6, 2018, and it is my birthday week. So my birthday was on Sunday, June 3rd. I turned 33. Um, that means I'm officially um, an old man. I'm one year, one day, one hour, one minute closer to death. And I'm cool with that because I got my assurance in Jesus. So I know that I'm going to be with him for eternity. So death doesn't phase me. But um, happy birthday to me. Uh, and had a good time over the weekend. Got to hang out with my son on Saturday. We went to a multicultural fair out in Frankfurt, um, Philadelphia, where I'm from. And um, the Frankfurt station of Philadelphia, rather. Um, and it was dope, man. It, it, the, they had um, little stations and they would give kids wristbands for every station that they completed. So, that, you know, the one station had um, like table setting. It was like a little table setting seminar for the kids to learn how to set a table. Um, so they give, once they completed that, they would go to the next table. The next table was a tie, tying um, table where, where there was a gentleman there uh, teaching children how to tie a tie and a bow tie. You know, so that they they would be pre prepared to tie their ties as they get older and get jobs. They go to job interviews and and um, so far and so forth. And um, then the next one was um, was a a um, face painting table. Um, and then they had a they they had a young man that dressed up um, doing um, balloon animals. They had health screenings, um, and a bunch of banging vendors. People were there selling purses, handmade purses. People were selling handmade earrings and and, and um, necklaces and bracelets, um, art. You know, it was just very, it was, it was a dope experience. Um, very Afrocentric, it was dope, man. I loved it. I got a chance to talk with my son about where we come from, um, being Puerto Rican. What does that mean? And um, just, just it was just a great experience. He got to play with some bongos. I bought my wife some earrings. Um, had some free water ice. So it was dope. It's always a dope experience out there in Frankfurt when um, when stuff like that happens. Um, in in other news, um, <clears throat> yeah. So big to do, right? You know, I'm from Philadelphia, so this is a big deal for me. I was I was there when the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. I was there in front of a TV with my friends basking in the glory that is the Philadelphia Eagles when they won, when the clock ran down and Tom Brady looked so embarrassed and so overwhelmed with the fact that he just lost to the underdog Philadelphia Eagles. The team who in 2004 would lose to them because our quarterback was not ready, because our 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 coaching staff was not ready, because our players weren't ready. And today, we are the 2018 National Football League Super Bowl champions, Philadelphia Eagles, and they were invited to the White House. Now, all you know, that was the biggest question. You know, following the Super Bowl, will the Eagles go to the White House? And from the gate, from the gate, from the from the beginning, a lot of players 
said that they wouldn't go to the White House. Um, not for any particular political reason. Um, by political, I mean not because they were Democrat or some other partisan party. No, it wasn't anything like that. It was simply because they really disagreed with the person that was in office, which is Donald J. Trump. And by when I say disagree, I mean the man has talked down to people his entire campaign. People who who are players on the Philadelphia Eagles represent. Um, we, we have African-American players. We have players from other countries. Um, we have players who know people from other countries. You know, just players that know people with, with, with disabilities. Every player knows a woman. And when Donald Trump berated women early on in his campaign, even now, when he talks sometimes, um, they, they're not with it. They're like, I don't want to, why would I want to meet a person like that? So that's, they, a lot of them chose not to go. I, I believe there was about 10, um, 10 of the players that um, decided that they wanted to to go and, and meet the president and be part of all that. And, um, and unfortunately, the president felt as though, you know, he he no longer wanted the company of the 10 Philadelphia Eagles. He doesn't want winners by his side. That's what he's saying. He doesn't want real winners, people who, who represent the people, folks who represent the people, are not welcomed at the, right, at the White House. That's what he's saying. That's what I'm taking away from it. But here's what, said, what, what um, Zach Ertz said, right? Because uh, this past week, um, as they as they 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 send um, or they they the Eagles chose not to go to the um, to the um, White House in mass, and Trump ended up rescinding their invitation. Um, Fox News, of course, jumped on it because Fox News is, is Trump news. That's Trump news right there, right? It's Trumptician news, and um, they po- posted video and, and pictures of Eagles players kneeling, um, supposedly, during the national anthem. And this is the pictures that they showed on national television. Um, and come to find out, they tripped up. They, they were tripping. Zach Ertz um, was, qu- was quoted on, on Twitter saying, this can't be, this can't be real. This can't, and he goes, that these, that they were nearly well before the anthem and is being used for propaganda. They were praying, y'all. They weren't protesting anything. They were praying well before the national anthem. Um, goes on to say, it's just sad. And he feels... Zachary feels like Fox News could do better. And I agree. I agree. They jumped on that. That was like, they felt as though that was red meat for them, man. They, they were ready. They were ready to jump on it. Um, now, before that, right? So the, the, the original, the one tweet that, that came before that was by um, Bill Kilmey. It says, hey, Eagles, next time, come to the White House and have a conversation with the real Donald Trump, with Donald Trump rather than a boycott. Public sides with anthem and patriotism over NFL. NFL pays the price, Fox and Friends, what do you think? Right? So 
they're really stretching this out, man. Really stretching this out. Um, and of course, uh, our mayor here in Philadelphia has some words to say of his own. He says, this inviting them from, quote, this inviting them from the White House only proves that our president is not a true patriot, but a fragile egomaniac obsessed with crowd size and afraid of embarrassment of throwing a party to which no one wants to attend. <laughs> so, so you know, um, Mayor Kenny was, was giving it to the president, you know, and it's true. It's true, man. Like, you really, you, you know, just because you're not going to have a picture with the whole team because nobody wants to go to the White House. Nobody wants to see the president. Um, that's, you, you're, going, you're going to disinvite um, the the people that want to come. That was, that. that's two things, all right? So one, the people that wanted to come probably wanted to come to meet you, right? And that would have been a dope photo op. It would have sent good signals to the people of Philadelphia. There's a lot of Trump supporters in Philadelphia, believe it or not. And um and they and they're all dope people, they're very good people. Um they're, they're not racist or anything like that. Some of them I'm not I can't speak for all of them, but I know I know Trump supporters who are not racist, who really just are trying to who want to think that Trump is going to to is doing a good job or wants to do a good job. Some of them have since the election kind of um backed up a bit on their Trumpism, but um, they were Trump voters nonetheless, and they're real good people anyway. Um, Tory Smith, right, tweeted, here's some facts. One, not many people were going to go. Two, no one refused to go simply because Trump insists folks stand for the anthem. And three, the president continues to spread the false narrative that players are anti-military. Tory Smith gets a prize for this. He nails it on the head. Nobody wanted to go. No one refused simply because Trump doesn't want us to stand or want people to stand um, or because Trump wants people to stand during the anthem. And there's a false narrative out there that the players are anti-military. The players who are kneeling. And that's not, and see, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's not true. The players are kneeling to bring awareness to the inequality in the country, and especially um, towards towards how um, black and brown men around the country are treated by police officers, and we we now we see it on a daily basis. Now we see it on a daily basis, and it is you know people say you know it's the ratings. I believe that I'm with it. I understand it is it is ratings, but. If it happens one time, that's one too many times. And it happens every day. It's not an isolated incident. It happens throughout the country. And it, it needs to stop. So, yo, kudos to the to the NFL players who are going to continue to protest in some way. And bring awareness to these inequalities, to these injustices. Kudos to y'all, man. Um, another story that, um, that, I read, that I came across... That was pretty dope. Was um, Rain Wilson or Ronnie? I don't know how to say his name. Um, Shroot from from um, from the Office. Dude from the Office, funny dude. He he's he gives um. He gives a high school speech to to high school graduates. 
um, at his alma mater. I can't. I, I can't. Oh man, I didn't. I didn't get the the school name. But anyway, um, here are a few things he says. He says we're a privileged bunch in many ways, and most of us have come from money have some money most of us are white-skinned and come from families where there's been a tremendous amount of success most of us are going to get an amazing secondary education and most of us the doors to the business world or the art world or political world or science world will be wide open for us he's talking about um white privilege but see he he goes on to say and i agree with him he goes on to say this is not something i ever want you to feel bad about and I agree with him. People should not feel bad about their privilege. If 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 someone has privilege of sorts, either male privilege or white privilege, or if 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 you're in in Latin America and you're fairer skinned, you still have privilege in Latin American countries because you have um, lighter skin. That's the truth. Um, you shouldn't feel bad about having that privilege. And and then he he keeps going. What privilege means is that we have an opportunity. An opportunity for what? An opportunity not to be entitled, not to be superior, but to acknowledge our privilege and to do whatever we can to help those who don't have it. There it is. When I, when in the past, when I've spoken to people about white privilege, I, you know, in my, to my chagrin, um, to my shame, I've done it in a way where it is negative. Always because of your white privilege, you don't see the injustices, you don't feel the injustices. And today I'm a different person and I take this route because not only is it helpful, but it's true. Um, there is something, I mean, it shouldn't be that way. People shouldn't have privilege over others. That's wrong. You know, that's, that's, that's part of our sinful world that we live in, unfortunately. Um, but when someone does have privilege of sorts, the person should pivot towards and aim towards helping those who don't have the same privileges they do in society. Um, and that's just the truth, man. If, if you are a person with a lot of connections and, and you know someone who needs or you know a group of people or you know a neighborhood that's needy and you're like, yo, you know what? Maybe I can help. Let me hook up with some people in that neighborhood, some leaders in that neighborhood, and let me just share my resources with them, right? Because your your connections are resources. When you're privileged and you have any connections, because of your privilege, those are resources. And those resources can be reallocated into places where there is no or little um, resources and privilege. So... That's, that's that. I thought that was dope, man. Um, kudos to, to Ryan Wilson. Um, dude is a is a, co a comedic genius. And apparently he gets things right that Christians need to be getting right. It's wild to me, man. This is this is a soapbox of mine. It is wild to me that, that um, so many people who are not Christians are getting Christian principles and ideas correct but we christians have a really hard time with these concepts we have a hard concept with reallocating resources you know it's, it's wild I'm, I'm i'm a calvinist um 
I don't like the term, but that's like that's the best way to describe how I see most of scripture, um, or all of scripture rather. Um, I'm reformed in in how I see scripture and how I see salvation and how I see redemption. I'm, I'm reformed in that way. It's wild to me that people who think like I do about the scriptures, right, maintain practically, 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 right, or yeah, by practice, they practice different than what they believe. So they, they, they understand that the Lord's sovereign. They understand that the Lord rules and reigns over all. They understand that the Lord is the one that saves. They understand that the Lord is the one who who draws you to him. Not And, and that salvation is by no means um, of our own merit and our own work, right? But it's all God and is initiated by God. It's God's prerogative, right? We, we believe these things, but in practice, we have to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps every time. If I'm poor, I'm poor because I don't work hard enough. Or, I, or if I'm poor and I work and I have a job that I go that, that, that I'm at every day from nine to five or from or from eight to four thirty or whatever the case may be, or from six to three, you know, like people have hard jobs. You know, it's because I didn't do well in school. I should have done better in school. It's, it's my and, it, and it's true. It, it is. It, it, you know, in a sense, like I should have done better in school. In a sense, I should have a better job. I should, you know, try my best to provide for my family. But then there's, there's times, where, people just can't. They can't. The resources are not there. We there, there's a million jobs that people can get, that people can go out and get. But unfortunately, they don't know about those jobs. And when they find out about those jobs, they're not qualified for those jobs. And they still have bills to pay. So what are they going to do? What's, what's, what, 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 what is it? And the, the crazy thing is, people in the world get that. People who are not Christians understand that. And they work towards that. But Christians don't want to. And, and you know what? Let, let me not generalize all Christians. Not all Christians. But the majority of evangelical Christians in America are like this. I could even say that uh, a majority of of um, Latinos are like this. From what from whatever stripe you're from, it's like, well, let you know if if, if he don't want to do for himself, I can't help him. Yo, like resources, y'all resources. If you got it, share it. If you have it, share it. If you know somebody, share it. If you know a union rep. And a perfect example, right? If you know a union rep, and you, you you know him because you went to high school with him, you know him because you go to church together, you know him because you you you've worked together, right? And you know that there's people in your neighborhood that sell drugs, and they want to get and they want to stop selling drugs, but they can't because they don't know any other way to to make as much money as they're making now. They're making. You know, they're they making bank, right? Their union rep can is is a, is a stepping stone into getting a job with with a, a company that is going to pay you enough that you're still going to be able to say or to live off of the of the money you're making, and you don't have to 
look over your shoulder and you don't have to sell drugs anymore because now you're making enough money to sustain you, your family, and anything else that you that that you're paying for. People don't know, man. A lot of these kids, man, they 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 they're not hustling for for Jordans. They're not hustling for sneakers. This they're, they're hustling because their 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 mom's on disability, the dad's not around, or the dad's on disability, or dead, or in jail, um, or their mom's in jail, or their mom's um on 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 dope. You don't know people's situations, man. You can't just say, you know. You can't just say, you know, that they're out there just to just to hustle, just to be wrong, bad, and evil. Nah, man, people have needs, you know, and they and they. This is the only way they know how to do it. It's not right. It ain't right. I'm not I'm not justifying at all. I'm just saying that they have needs, and that if you have resources like somebody who is willing to hire um, someone with no experience, or if someone is willing to hire. Uh, um, a felon or a, or, or an ex-convict, like if you know people like that, with that that, that that have connections like that, plug them in. Share your resources with the community leaders, man, and and watch how much good in the world you make. Um, and then lastly, Puerto Rico court ordered, right. The, the the there was a court um this this by Buzz, Buzzfeed News by the way, um the court order was issued this week at the Puerto Rico Center for Investigative Journalism, and CNN sued Governor Ricardo Rosselló's health department for withholding information about how many people actually died, and it comes just days after the government released a new report showing a steep increase in number of fatalities shortly. After the hurricane, is what we're saying is when Donald Trump was in Puerto Rico saying how, how many people died? 64, 17 people. That's 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 nothing. Katrina, thousands died. Yo, right now the the the, the rate as of last week about five thousand seven hundred and forty people have died as a result of Hurricane um, Hurricane Maria and Irma. 5,740 people. That's crazy. And Ricardo Rosselló saying that. They, they've, been, they've been transparent from day one. But you know what? If they were transparent from day one, when Donald Trump was up there, he should have said something. He should have said, you know what? The the, the death the death toll is going to rise. Right now, there's more than, there's more than 17 people um, dead on the island. Right, like they didn't have this information. They didn't have this information, and unfortunately, the American government is not going to help. They are not going to help. And if they do, it's not going to be sufficient. Yo, right now we're in war. We're at war, right now. We're we're in war with other countries. We have soldiers all over the world. Right now, we're helping other countries that aren't that, that have nothing to do with our economy, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, but I'm pointing that out because Puerto Rico is on the Western Hemisphere. It is currently a colony of the United States of America, and the people that live there are U.S. citizens. And 5,740 of them are dead due 
to Hurricane Maria due to whatever the circumstances were, whether it be lack of electricity, lack of medicine, lack of food, lack of clean water, whatever the case may be, lack of medicine, whatever the case may be, 5,740 people are not here with us today because the United States of America chose to turn its back on the people of Puerto Rico. That's a lot of people, man. That's a lot. Of, there's some towns in the United States of America that don't have 5,740 people in it. Yet, this entire island is devastated. The entire island is is decimated. There's still places that don't have electricity. There's still places that don't have clean water. Man, I know a pastor right now who who is sending stuff to Puerto Rico every month. Like by, by, by the truckload. And that's good. There's, there need to be more churches like that. But 5,740 people dead. That's a humanitarian crisis, y'all. Humanitarian crisis. People should be getting, like people in the UN, like the, the human rights, code, any coalition, man, somebody should be going down the White House throats talking about human rights violations, man, because it's real. It's sad. But anyway, that's my soapbox for the day. Man, it's been a pleasure talking to myself and venting some of my frustrations out with you guys. Um, yeah, glad, uh, if, if, you, if you're listening to this, man, comment, um, share it. And I, I and again, I, I, I do this every week. What books ha- are you reading this week? Are you reading books at all? Have you read any cool articles? Um, have you done something cool? Comment that in the comment section. All right, y'all. Peace, punch, Captain Crunch.